Hats Off is an edutainment podcast that is in no way a substitute for clinical assessment, diagnosis, and treatment. The views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and their guest. Mental health is defined as a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. But sometimes we have to get real, and that's when we say, hats off. What's going on, people in the world? Hi, peoples. Hatheads, how's it going? We're here for another rousing rendition of Hats huh. Off Podcast. That's a funny word. <laughs> it rousing. is. Rousing. rousing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Courtney and Earl coming at you. Let's check in. How was your week, Earl? I had a bomb-ass week. Yeah. Oh, God. What about open up with a cuss word? Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, pretty bomb week. I got to see my um babies. Um, for the people that follow me, you know that I have. Well, I call them my children. My friends gave birth to children that I say that they're my surrogates. Yeah, I told Kelly and um Jihad at dinner that I was a real dad. Oh Lord, please don't confuse the babies. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're about they're literally ten months. They're literally. But Kelly giggled. Like she hard down was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm like, I'm really your dad. But um, so we got to celebrate Eileen Raven's birthday. Um, it's been a good week. My friends have like their businesses have started, so I just I'm always excited when my people are doing things. So I had a bomb ass week. Again, okay. another cuss word. Mm. <laughs> well, um, my week was it was good. Um, there was a couple of things I think. So when I was little. My mom said to me, maybe not even, I might have been a teenager. She was like, you know, there's like a calling on your life because you don't get away with things. Mm-hmm. Like when you're doing something that's against what you're supposed to be doing, like it falls apart or you get called mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and I don't know if she like marked me <laughs> or what, but I just feel like this week that was very true. And anytime I was going against like what I need to be doing, like it would just like blow up. And so that was interesting. Even like today, I'm trying to do better with the food that I consume, but I was like running around, running late. I was like, I'm just gonna roll over here to McDonald's. And I asked for the like two cheeseburger meal and they like messed up my order. I was like, cause I ain't supposed to have it. Like I was like, cause this is, this is my life right now. And so trying to you know, keep working and doing, you know, doing the right things. Um, but got some rest this week, too, which mm-hmm. I think was really important because I don't rest as often as I should. Um, or by the time I rest, it's like a crash because I've mm-hmm. done too much. Um, it doesn't really count. And so, you know, overall, it's been a good week. I am, you know, considering this dating thing. Um, so since Earl backed out. I did back out. <laughs> oh, are you still considering it? I feel like I've done dates. I feel like I thought we were ongoing though. I thought it was like an ongoing. I mean, could, I, I can't make a man. Well, no, 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 I'm not saying <laughs> that, but like an ongoing effort to. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, okay. So yeah, so I'm also I just have to just be more open. I haven't really been in any ponds. Right. With fish that That's I want. The thing. Um, That's the thing. The ponds. Yeah, no, I've um somebody tell us where the ponds are. If you're in Charlotte and I'm actually, tell us where the ponds are. I've seen the ponds. I just No. But then we have to physically go to the ponds. No, no, I'm like I'm, I'm in the I'm in the oh, water. Oh, you've been to okay, but, but get I don't to the see pond. anything that I want to like don't don't take the worm off my um off your hook. My so, hook. But then is that the right pond? No, because there's been some people in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like the dates I've been on are just are more so like, oh, I can enjoy the dating world. Mm-hmm. It's just like a nice refresher. Gotcha. Gotcha. But, well, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm further behind than that. Right. We have we'll to get see. you. To yeah. The- to like, we have to get me to like smile at people. <laughs> like that's where we are. <laughs> Oh, I don't smile. I think, I think not smiling is going to bring the person that needs to be. But you know, is that what it's going to do? Because okay. I don't. That's true. Because I shouldn't have to change myself. Whoever I'm with should be like, like that's how she looks. Like, <laughs> make me smile. Right. Make me smile. Right. right. But you know, it's an ongoing thing for women. Like when we're out, and they be like, smile, ma. Smile. Like, Let me tell you it's, it's not just and it, Guys are just disgusting. It makes me so aggravated. I don't I'm even like Walmart. when people... What the fuck should I be smiling about? I don't like when no one says that. Right. Even, I know like older people better tell you that. You should just smile. You should piss the hell off because I was having a great day. Right, I'm not mad. I'm like, just why chilling. That's, I'm in my natural state. I'm not mad at all. I just have I'm a rest just, Normally, I got like my earbuds in, so I'm listening to something. So I'm thinking yeah. and processing, or I'm listening to music. So I'm vibing out. Like, I'm not upset, though. Like, get out of my face. I'm upset now. I think that's really rude. But get out of my face. Also. <laughs> right. That's very rude. You it's should presumptuous. Smile. It's all that. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. So my week was good, but it was interesting. Like um, a throat punch. <laughs> Like, you should be throat punch when you say that. I don't know if we should throat punch people. I'm not saying I could. I mean, I can't do it. <laughs> right. Without consequence. Like, <laughs> there's no such thing as consequence. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. Earl's daydreaming about throat punching. He's like, just like, come back. You know how throat punch is? Not even a throat punch, but like, so I used, like to, do, I used, to, do, I used chop? to do chops a lot when I was young. I used to just chop people. <laughs> not hard, but just enough where I would. Because, you know, it's not even actual chop that catches people. It's when that hand gets in this area, people like, oh, they right. automatically gas. Or it's like, a, I would just put my hand there. <laughs> and it was like a way, like, hush. Or if I just wanted to get a good laugh. Oh, Lord. Child. <laughs> I'm so child. glad we've come a long way. That was a strange child. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to be tipping our hat. Um, I will start with... Friday, I got to go see Janet um, Jackson, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Um, and <laughs> so let's just process how this was a correct. So sometimes we have to have corrective experiences, right? So meaning like something that didn't go well one time, you get a redo, not necessarily with the same people, definitely not necessarily with the same people. Because I think sometimes we try to create a corrective experience with the same people and they ain't shit and they're not going to be shit because you need them to be shit. But trying to just like, like a corrective experience can be like having your heart broken and then falling in love with someone who does like the right things. Like, you know what I'm saying? That, that's a corrective experience or not having the parents you need, but then being mothered or fathered by others as you get older. That can be a corrective experience. So, but this one, the first time me and my best friend tried to go to Janet two years ago, we got in some horrible traffic. Like it was ridiculous. And we like missed half the show. 
Mm-hmm. And it was like bucket list, like Janet's bucket list for me. Mm-hmm. And so we were like in tears. It was so bad. And two of my friends didn't even make the show because the traffic was so bad. SA and D Baby didn't even make the show. Yeah. Um, and so this time, like, first off, my best friend had complete PTSD and started texting me at like noon. Like, we should leave at four. I'm like, the show starts today. I think if we leave at six, it'll be fine. She's like, even if we just sit in the parking lot, in the car, I think we should just go ahead and go. So we eventually agreed on six um, because. Carter's dad wasn't even picking him up until 6. But by 6, I was like out the door, ready to go. We got there in plenty of time. We were there super early. Mm. Great, like, location. Like, had my drink, chilling. And the experience was just amazing. Like, she's just, she's a bad bitch. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't even stand up for her entire performance. And she danced the whole, but like, you know what I mean? Like, she in her 50s, dancing and getting low and pop, locking and dropping. And I didn't even stand up for the entire experience. (laughs) You love to make noise while we're recording. (laughs) I'm cutting all that out. But like, oh, you can keep it. (sighs) Y'all, I was so nervous. But yeah, it was really, really, really. And she did like Rhythm Nation last. Oh God. And then (laughs) she started super woke. Like she started with like this video montage of like Syria and the deport the um, detention centers with the kids in it and Sandy Hook. And then this whole segment on Black Lives Matter where she listed all the names from like the last few years and was talking about hate and bigotry and racism. And I was like, yes, sis. Like let's just start with like what we not here for. Right. Is this. Um, So that was also amazing. Um, and then I'm also going to tip my hat to uh, her um, because she just dropped this EP and could have tried. Just it's got me all in my feelings um, <laughs> with Bryson Tiller. So check that out. Um, I, I think her. it's six songs, but her is an amazing group, um, a good person, and I just really enjoy. What's she doing out here? All right, so Earl's got our, our real hat tips. <laughs> Not our real. Well, because we don't know them people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, so... I have two amazing people that I'm tipping my hats off this week. I am first going to be tipping off my cousin TJ, a.k.a. Terrence, or I guess it would be Terrence, a.k.a. TJ, whichever you prefer. But he has a company called Trust God, and a lot of you probably have seen this, but they have, it's an apparel company, and I will be attaching pictures and things below, but like they have amazing hats, hats such as like Trust God um, in amazing colors. They have shirts that have Trust God, uh, Bless. It's a lot of it's a Christian um, clothing brand, but it's really good. They're out here doing a lot of moves. It's actually him and his really good friend Braxton. Um, I just got my hat in the other day. I Ooh. love it. Uh, you can see it on my page. But again, I'm going to be attaching all the stuff below. But I'm also going to be shouting out. Oh, so you can follow them at TrustGod.co on Instagram. So TrustGod period co. Um, but like again, that'll be down below. Check them out. They're doing amazing things. They even sell like um, graduation style stoves. So many different things. Like, it's a really cool and amazing brand. But I'm also going to be shouting out my friend Italy. Uh, She just opened up her business called Shay's Custom Creations. So she does all types of amazing crafts is what she called it. But it's, it's like, it's also like apparel. So you can get... She customized one of her um, LSs, just had a bridal party, and she made her a sash. She makes t-shirts. She embroiders, uh, what is it called? What's that thing called? A flask. So she made oh, like, like a, um, clothes, a she made, for her flask? No, a flask, like an actual metal flask. Oh. She took a flask, you know, embroidered it with like the um, monograms and oh, brides, made nice. it a bride. So it's like all those different things. Anything that you want embroidered, she can do. Like she's about to embroider one of our friends who's 
people are getting married, like she's gonna be making them like the robes, like mm. little silk robes and yeah. little bronze ones. She's gonna be embroidering those. Nice. So she's doing all of that. She's doing amazing things. But her is called Shay's Customs Creation. She just opened this week. You can find it on Facebook at Shay's Customs Creation, but you can also find it on Instagram at Shay's Customs Creation. But again, all of those will be below. So definitely big hats out to them. I love when young people are starting businesses because that in itself just requires a lot of bravery to be an entrepreneur in this world. So I love it. Shout out to them. All mm. right. All right. It's time for our pop your top segment. Um, and today we're talking about bouncing back. Um, meaning what do you do when you failed, when you have failed in a relationship, when you failed in a business, when you failed at a job, um, yeah, just when you failed at trying to lose weight or trying to do something and it doesn't work out. Um, I think a lot of us get just destroyed by failure mm -hmm. and we get paralyzed and don't want to try again. And so Earl and I are going to talk about, you know, some ways to overcome that. So, yeah. So Earl, what do you think you've learned from your failures? What do you think has been your biggest lesson from failures? Or why do you think failure is important? Let's start there. Well, I think failure is important because it creates change. Mm -hmm. um, it gives you that perspective of like, okay, I don't want to feel that anymore. Or it just, I mean, I feel like it makes you resilient. Failure is needed because mm -hmm. you're not going to always get, and I think the earliest you experience a failure, mm -hmm. or I'm not even going to call it a failure. I'm going to call it a setback. Because I just feel like failure is such a has its own connotation. But like when you have a setback mm -hmm. early on, I think it prepares you for like reality of like everything is not gonna always go your way, even if you do everything right. Right. The odds just might not happen, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think failure is or setback is just a major. I'm trying to think of the earliest. I think even taking it back to childhood, I don't like that they give out all these like participation. Yeah, trophies. I agree. I agree. Because I feel like one that puts down the person that did put in, like, okay, right. if this is your star person that's been doing, busting their butt, putting in the work, and they deserve, I don't, I don't like participation mm -hmm. or where everyone wins. No, everyone right. doesn't win. That's why there's a winner and a loser right. or like when you have a match. So um, I think that's trying to teach people or prepare. And you see it at college. When mm -hmm. kids come in because they've never, quote, unquote, experienced a right. setback or a failure, that messes them up. So I think is super important because it just it humbles you it keeps you yes. mellowed it keeps yeah. you like okay it keeps you sharp because mm -hmm. you're gonna be like again i don't want to feel that that experience or i know how quick it can go there so let me make sure i am taking the right avenues or doing what i need to do so i like setbacks right right yeah and it only makes you bigger for the bigger comeback <laughs> true but. true I think that, I, so um, for most of my childhood, I danced. Um, I did like ballet, tap, jazz type dancing. And the dancing studio that we danced for, Miss Donna's, she always had this saying. Because you know, like people, dancers fall all the time. Right. And so we would have these huge recitals at the end of the year at Ovens Auditorium, um, like everybody, because she had like studios all over Charlotte mm. and so there's a lot of family and friends it was a big thing um, and we had a whole dress rehearsal the day before 
And my mom, I remember after her, asked me, she was like, you know, I noticed that when people fall, they just like, like you almost don't even catch it because they just bounce back. Mm. And I'm like, well, Miss Donna tells you at the beginning of every year that when you fall, jump up and keep going like nothing happened. Like, and so <laughs> even though that was really great information for that moment, I think there were times in my life where I would then do that. Mm. And I didn't take a moment to catch the lesson about, like, why did I fall yeah. and what happened. Um, so I do think, like, in the moment when a setback happens, we shouldn't, like, like, you shouldn't, like, fall and then lay there. No. Because then you get trampled, then you get stuck, all these things. So I think there is a moment of bouncing up. But then after the event is done, the reflect. situation is over, you have to take time to reflect. And what I have found is that that is where all the lessons and information live. Mm -hmm. In the stillness of, holy shit, what happened? Mm -hmm. um, and I think what we are trying to avoid by not trying is having to have that moment and feel and see ourselves clearly and really dive into how we got there because yeah because i think also i don't think people like to be accountable like usually our fall we played a part in it mm -hmm. yeah like i think that makes people uncomfortable to own like they want to blame well, the boss didn't like me, or my computer messed up, or that dude ain't shit, or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, no, no. Most things that happen to us, we have a pretty decent-sized part in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There are things that are out of our control. If you're attacked, if you're hurt in a certain way, and you're in a vulnerable space, that's one thing. But most situations that happen to us, we have a part in, and we have to own that. Why do you think people struggle with owning their part? Well, why is it easier to blame? Because looking in the mirror is hard. Hmm. It's of course it's easy to blame someone else. You can say, like, "Oh, well, it's their fault," and you don't have to think about it because mm. you have convinced yourself that they did it. Right. When you have to tell yourself that you messed up, that's also well, for some people. You might have to start telling other people. Yeah, I did mess up, or mm. I I think it's one telling yourself and then one telling other people. Mm. Versus, okay. it's easy to say that when it's to yourself and other people. Oh no, that was John's fault. Mm -hmm. I had no parts of that. Yeah, we're business partners, but he made that decision. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I wasn't there for that that day. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it like takes away of like, don't judge me. There's no judgment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But now, right? But then I think it just makes you look stupid because like, for the most part, people are gonna know like, um, mm -hmm. I'm asking you, but I know you right. clearly like. Come right. on, I know that you had some part in it. So right. what happened? Like people can see you. <laughs> so I think it's an embarrassment thing. Mm, embarrassment to, to yourself and then embarrassment of like other people judging you or having their thoughts and opinions on it so i think i think embarrassment is like a part of life in general I like i think that's i think that's a big part of why people do the things they do right to avoid for shame all aspects of this level because it's just embarrassment shame and judgment mm, mm -hmm. so so how do you get past that what do you do when you messed up and like You've got to own it and the shame spiral is coming. Like, how do you own that you will feel embarrassed and still step out there and tell the I truth? I think that's really, I won't say that's a thing you learn with age because some there are some kids who just be like, whatever. I think it starts with self mm -hmm. and how your where your confidence is. I think mm. confidence is a major key in that. Right. And it's how you see yourself in the world. And if you see life of like, hey, that just happens. I think you have to learn how to laugh at things. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, if you can't laugh, you know, you can be upset, but mm -hmm. 
But you, and when I say laugh, I mean be able to be flexible. Right. Not like literally like you have to laugh, but you have to be able to, like you said, bounce back and realize like, yo, this happens. Mm-hmm. If you really like realize like how big this world is and mm-hmm. you put look at things and like, that doesn't really matter. Right. And stop viewing it as like, this is just one grand thing and it's the end all to be all. Mm-hmm. So I think that starts with self and confidence. I mean, I also think it stems from like who you're around, maybe how you like were raised, like. Our generation, mm-hmm. there wasn't no participation trophies. Right, right. Like there were certain <laughs> things that, like, okay, you did it, you, you did. Just wanted and I think, like, coming on your parents and, like, I mean, I had a mom that's like, okay, it's just like, and like, mm-hmm. so what? Mm-hmm. That happens. Right. Or if you just see people, like, I think once you, and that's why I'm going back to like the people you hang around with. When you see that when they've had a failure, you watch how they like, okay, well they maneuver pretty, like. You have to choose. Mm-hmm. That's one of them things where it's like, okay, you have to choose to be like, hey. But I think it's hard. It is. It's but it's hard. it's one of them but things we can do hard things. Yes, and that's why I was like, I I, I want a part of me wants to say it comes with age, but it's like again, some people just naturally are like that. Mm-hmm. But some people it takes them like to they as they get older and they right. start discovering themselves. So it's one of those. Like it just depends, but I'm gonna say as you get older, you start to you should because you, you start you should start experiencing more. You know situations or opportunities mm-hmm. that you might not get because I mean a setback could be if you applied for a job and didn't get it or you really anything job right. or club organization mm-hmm. promotion so yeah it's just one thing I think you have to just realize like okay and then also look at like why it didn't happen because it might not have needed to happen right right like yeah. your life might not have been as bad as you thought it was gonna be if you did what it get right but I think it's a lot of times when you like oh I really didn't get that job I don't understand why and then like later down and realize. That whole company about to shut down or something. You're like, right. there's a reason why I wasn't right. that I didn't get that. You know, it's how you choose to reframe things, mm-hmm. I think, is the biggest. Reframing is the key to life. You can always choose to see just the negative and down yourself and just be in this spiral of self-pity. But I think you have to choose to reframe, like, yeah, this happened, but guess what? I'd be damned if I let it happen again. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to come back better. And if I don't get it the next time, I'm going to keep trying. Right. I think that's the part of just keep getting up, Aaliyah. Get yourself off the try again. <laughs> Shout out to Aaliyah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think um, a couple of things. I, so one of the podcasts that I like is The Hilarious World of Depression. Um, and basically, it's this guy who has struggled with his own depression. He's a comedian. I think he's a journalist. And he interviews, like, funny people who mm-hmm. struggle with depression. Um, and so I just love that show. But he was talking about, um, him and this lady were talking about, like, our failures and what we tell ourselves in those moments. And then he was saying, like, how arrogant we often are in our beating ourselves up. Mm -hmm. Where we decide, like, now everyone thinks I'm a failure. And he was like, that's a big assumption that everyone thinks about you at all. And I was like, boom. Like, we really do feel like like you are a reality show and everyone's watching and so but just like you going through shit everybody else is going through shit and most of us are super focused on our own shit and not focused on your shit at all um and so and i think that's also good information i'm somebody who likes all the information like i like to see who you are a hundred percent so if you are super focused on my failures i need to know that because i need to stay the hell away from you Mm -hmm. because why are you so focused on my failure you know what i mean like that's also good to know i don't want to be ignorant to who's around me and their intentions. Also, speaking of intentions, though, I think that we have to get really clear about why we're doing things to determine why we're so 
embarrassed or hurt. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, am I doing this? Like, are Earl and I doing this podcast because we truly want to encourage healing and good mental health and um, loving ourselves, especially to people of color? Mm -hmm. Or are we doing this to be famous? Right. If we're doing it because of, you know, option A, then when we get ads or we don't get ads, when we get questions, we don't get questions. We get stars, we don't get stars. We get listens, we don't get listens. We're going to keep doing it because that's our intention. If we're doing it to be famous, when people are all in love with us and we're not doing live shows and all this stuff, then we we don't have the motivation to do it. So you need to look at like what is your intention for the things you're trying to do if your intention is anything other than this is my purpose and this is where I'm passionate mm-hmm. you're probably not going to make it anyway right because you're doing it to get some sort of celebrity or credit you know accreditation from people yeah. around you and people like people are too flaky for that like Literally. there's always something new like there's always. always somebody new and it's more innovative right. it's, just a, yeah. it's just a cycle right yeah and i think that even in your relationships you know i'm really um you know, I do couples therapy and um, work with couples a lot. But I'm always like, like, who do you want to be in this moment? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I hear all the things he ain't doing or all the things she ain't doing. Who do you want to be in this moment? Like, you know, like, do you want to be the kind of partner that wiles out and cusses and says horrible things to their partner and throws shit and acts a fool? Or do you want to be someone who uses their words and chooses to love with kindness? And do you know what I'm saying? Because if you, if that's who you want to be and your partner refuses to be that person with Mm -hmm. you, eventually it'll end. You know what I'm saying? Like eventually it'll just work itself out that this is not for you and you don't have to ever change who you are. Mm to make them show up or to leave. Like, I think we get real focused on what the other person is doing or not doing. And it's like, who do I want to be? And so I'm really trying hard just in my life right now to be like, all right, this is happening. How, like, who do I want to be when this is done? Because that's the other thing about setbacks. It always comes to the other side. Mm -hmm. It feels so dark and cold and wet and lonely (laughs) and terrible in the moment but it always comes. There will be a day where it won't hurt as bad. Like, you know what it's I mean? Like, like a lazy really Someone wiped out me. The grass was much greener. Yes. Bro, I, I, I love that song. I need to find that now. You, oh, yes. Because they used to, um, they used to play it on As Told by Ginger. Yeah. And even that, let me tell you something. The cartoons back in the day used to be on stuff. Like, really? Rugrats and yeah. As Told by Ginger. Like, that stuff used to be talking mm-hmm. about some real, like, Absolutely. situations. But yeah, so, so I yeah. think, you know, just knowing that this too shall pass, like, it really will, if you let it, if yes. you say, I'm going to let this pass, when it's time for it to pass, I'm going to choose to Words let it pass. Words of affirmation are a big thing. It really is. Like, when you tell yourself something, now, it might not be the best like when you hear from other people, sometimes mm-hmm. it might be what you need, but when right. you tell your things, right? like, if you tell, who was I, I was watching someone the other day. Matter of fact, it's Shalisha, who I went to um, grad yeah. school. Mm-hmm. She tells herself every time she do it on Snapchat, she's like, I'm going to have a bomb day. And then she'll do a check-in like, at lunch mm-hmm. and be like, y'all, my day is still going well because mm-hmm. what I'm, I'm willing it to be that way. Right. So, right. you just got to, yeah. you have to choose. And I, I hate the little phrase, like, you got to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. But sometimes what mentally you do, you do have to like, do it. It's hard. Or like, not depend on other people to do it. Always. Right. Right. Because like, like she said, Courtney said earlier, 
People would be in their own thoughts trying to figure out what they got going right. on so they're not, not even realize what you have going right. on. Sometimes they don't even realize what they're doing to you. Mm-hmm. They're just so hard down trying to survive and make it and do mm-hmm. whatever that they, and they're not well. Like they're not, you know, in their own process, like you're in your process. And so they're just trying to make it and you get hurt in that process. But that's not, like, that's not where the focus needs to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, thanks for the lesson. I see you now. What am I going to do differently? Mm-hmm. Um, because there does come a time where at some point, if you continue to put yourself in the same situations and fall, then you like the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you like it down there. If you continue to keep reaching out to the same people who have shown you time and time again that they're not going to do right. If you continue trying to you know, interact and be in the same circles where you have been shown that you are not wanted or welcome and you are not doing anything different, then you like it down there. And you need to figure out what it is about down there that, that you like. Because sometimes I think we like to keep falling so that then we can justify why we're not where we want to be. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, oh well, you know, I keep trying, but he don't want to get married or or you're my trying boss don't way. like me and but what like well then then move forward. Like move where's forward. The, where's what's the next look like where was the next right thing because this is not <laughs> it right like what is the next oh mama oprah says that what is the next right step mm-hmm. do that and usually the next right step is a forward yeah step and don't look back usually <laughs> it not require you to back it up and reverse it shout out to missy elliott like what are we like, doing that's not what it's asking you to do but we get real stuck on I don't it think it's it's look a certain way and it's also compliments mm, say more about that well i think if you're going back to like when you were referencing like leave that person or, mm-hmm. or that person keeps showing you you're comfortable in that because mm-hmm. one you've already went through it right so you can always be like yeah i can I can keep doing this. Or yeah. you plant in your head of this is the best I'm going to get. So let me just stay in this cycle because I would rather stay in this and be comfortable because I know mm-hmm. what to expect. I know you're going to do this or I know you're going to treat me like this or I know you're going to say this versus let me step into this unknown territory where I got to start fresh and really look again. Look yourself in the mirror. I think it's easy. When it's comfortable, it's easy. Right. That's like when people be staying at jobs for like 15, 20 years because they get comfortable the on the check time. or they get comfortable on like well, I hate it here, but this is consistent. This is consistent, right. but it's consistent bullshit. Right. I don't want to dwell in consistent BS. Right. So, yeah, I thought comfortableness that'll get you stuck. Now. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Like if you're doing something and it makes you uncomfortable, it's probably the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean. If you're doing something, you're like, oh, this is really stretching me outside of my box. That's probably what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. If you do something and it's new. Quotation fingers new, but you just like, oh yeah, this is me, this is my wheelhouse. Then you probably were more stagnant than you you are mm-hmm. really aware of. Yeah. So I also want to talk about what role forgiveness has to play in coming back from setbacks. Because I think that, and I think number one is forgiveness of self. Because mm-hmm. when we fail, we feel so bad about it. Like we just, and we get into that like, well, I could have done this and I could have done this and I should have done this. And what if I had done, and we'll just replay it over, those and, over expectations. and over again. It's so detrimental to our mindset to continuously replay things over and over and over again. Um, that's why Earl and I really encourage like grounding and mindfulness because when you're on 
that hamster wheel, you have to like pull yourself back to the present moment mm-hmm. and just get back. Because you can't always help it. I know me. I'm definitely the chick who will be driving in my car having a whole conversation from 10 years ago. Like, <laughs> like and bitch, and, and I'm like, I don't even know this chick. I don't even know where they are. Like, Instagram handle. Like, why am I in a legit fight with Like, myself? why about projecting to this side? Right. I'm not even that same person over, but here I am right. placing having myself in this in that version of Courtney or that right. version of Earl saying and I should have did this right. but I did why why am I doing, doing that right so we yeah. can't always control that we get to that place because our mind does yeah. a lot of things we don't want and that shows that you're human right it right. shows that you're human right but when you catch yourself when you catch your you're finger like, waving and in that's when you should laugh you should because you, you should be like you're like, so damn wild <laughs> get it together right and you carry on you have to be right and then you just aware. breathe and come back to the current moment mm-hmm. this what day is it who was our president like a couple of years ago? I don't know. You know, so there's a thing about um, that therapists do is check the orientation of their, mm. their people, meaning like how aware, like are they in psychosis or do they know where they are? Yeah. And one of the questions is who is the president? And so I've really been like, um, I need another question. Like who was our last president? Like yeah. who was the last good president? Because I just don't want to ask people who's the president and they say that dude's name because I right. just don't. I can't. I'm done. Um, but yeah, but I know for me also like that forgiveness of self peace mm-hmm. really helps me get off the hamster wheel. Um, and shout out to Marlon Marlanda um sapient soul. We've talked about her before. Um, but I'm working with her on some things and she was talking about like just incorporating a forgiveness practice into your affirmations Mm -hmm. where in the morning like you do your affirmations or even before your affirmations you look at yourself and you're like today I forgive you Mm -hmm. for you know replying to that text from that no count bastard like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but just giving yourself an opportunity like look at yourself and be like I forgive you for this, for that, for this. Because we really do hold on to that stuff and it creates this, these layers of shame that we can't break free from. Mm. And it's really difficult. That reminds me of the guilt blanket intervention. Mm, right. Such a good intervention. Right. That's a good one. Yeah. We got to write a book. Yeah. Because that's a great intervention. That's a good one. Like, I've, I use that all the time. Right? Yeah. I like that. Because everybody experiences guilt. Right. From kids to the elderly. Right. Everyone experiences some type of guilt and people do not realize, mm-hmm. like, you are wrapping yourself like a snake right. with your guilt to where to the point you are no longer able to even move. Right, right. So, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think having a level of belief that everything that was supposed to happen did. Yes. I think we, because we get into that, I shoulda, coulda, woulda, you did exactly what you were supposed to do. Yeah. So, know that. And then move forward accept with that it. information. You have to accept that. Right. Like, you didn't make a different choice because you weren't supposed to. And if you could... I think if you could, you'd been able to control time. Right. So, and I think that's what the biggest of our problem. Like we will dwell on something that's already happened. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. It's, it's happening it's now, happened. and there's no power in the past. None. There's no power in the future. There's no power in the past. All of our power exists in the right, right. now. You can what only can look I at it right and take now? a lesson. Right. And what so. then? What What can I do right now? Yeah. So I really, really encourage you guys uh, this week to add in a good affirmation um, and self-forgiveness practice um, daily. Yeah. I think that's the other thing. I think we have to, we're not going to do it perfectly. We're going to fail a lot, but we really should be trying to do certain things daily. Mm-hmm. Being kind to ourselves and forgiving ourselves should be a daily practice because we deserve at least that. Like, 
period. Um, so I would really encourage you guys to um, to add that in because I think that would be incredibly important. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think um, remembering that you're needed. Whatever it is you're trying to do, whether it's trying to be in a healthy relationship, like we need healthy relationships, mm -hmm. whether it's trying to build a business, we need businesses, mm -hmm. we need you to be doing this thing. And so to keep moving forward and moving forward with kindness and humor and compassion is what's going to get you through right. the tough stuff. Anything else to add, Earl? Mm -mm. That's it? Yeah. All right. So let's move to our question of the day. All right, guys. Let's move into question of the day. All right. And this is exciting because this is, if you guys remember the last episode, I dropped some different methods of sending in your question. So this actually came from our poll that I released on our Instagram page. And the question is, I love how I actually like questions better through this because they're straight to the point. Mm, right. I love when y'all send questions with like a background story. Right. I love those, especially for like a relationship, thing. right? You need background. But this is very much how do you navigate being a black clinician amongst white clinicians? Hmm. How do you navigate <laughs> being a black clinician among white clinicians? So, um, I try, okay, so the word navigate is where I'm pausing. Yeah. Because I don't think we should have to navigate. Mm -hmm. We should be able to show up in the same spaces and receive the same amount of respect. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in a space in my life right now where the gloves are off, meaning the kid gloves. Mm -hmm. And I'm not taking care of you. I'm not tolerating your microaggressions. I'm not putting up with your discriminatory speech. Like I'm just, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not explaining my hair. No, my earrings are not Texas, they're Africa. Like I'm just not doing it and so navigating to me is like maneuvering and finding and getting through and I think maybe for this person and I, I, you know I'm also in a place where I don't have to do that mm -hmm. so I don't want to sound like I'm not being considerate of those like like a new therapist starting out or you're work, working at a job or something like that um, but I do think we have to start requiring more of white therapists like you're a therapist, for goodness sake. Like, I need you to be aware of discrimination and um, how you show Cultural up in the world. I need you to have some insight. I need you to know about your white privilege. Like, I need you to know that work already. That's not my job. And it's like, you so, really should, because that's in everyone's, like, code of ethics. Right, you right. That's your requirement. You should be culturally competent. Right. And so I, I'm not going to have to, I'm not going to continue to do that. What I do, though, is I bring the hard comments and questions to situations. So y'all know I, I work at a university and we staff on Tuesday mornings um, and somebody was talking about a case and what they were saying sounded like there was potential that what the client was experiencing was like racially motivated. Mm. And they were presenting it on like another level. And so, because they just didn't catch it. Yeah. And I was like, well, are we sure that's how it really happened? It sounds like maybe this person was being bullied or mistreated. It sounds like discrimination, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, you know what? We didn't even consider that. Mm -hmm. um, and there, there was probably a time in my life where I would have let that slide and then maybe pulled that one person to the side. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just like, hey, guys. 
we need to uh, consider that part too. So that's something that I make sure I do and say um, with people. Also, um, when I'm like the only of anything in a room, I like to ask why. Mm-hmm. And so I'll say, you know, or do we do we have a plan for more diversity and inclusion here? Yeah. Um, and I just kind of put it out there and see, you know, if people are receptive to it. And then if it feels like they're not, then I find a new space mm-hmm. because I mean, my job is hard. I do I do too much of like dealing with other people's pain to put myself in positions where I'm having to take on my own unnecessary right. pain. And so. That's my advice. What are your thoughts, Earl? Earlicious. I don't know why I felt the what? need to say that, but what? because you have an L, so when people have like certain <laughs> endings on their name, I like to add licious to it. And so Earl-licious. you have Earlicious. That's that's wow. That's new. I like it. Earlicious. I don't think I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's very I'm not gonna say it after this one. No, but I mean, I like have it. fun. Have at it. I'm not. I'm just. It was quite. <laughs> Yeah. I like delicious. I like to add delicious to people. Like I have my friend Sid delicious. Sid delicious. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. I literally echo everything you said. Um, to the question, I don't know what the situation is, so you might have to navigate right. to find the next best thing. Um, but I do think a lot of calling out. And not calling out in a way where you might be perceived as an angry person. But definitely like just presenting like Courtney said with whys or mm-hmm. huh. Can you explain what's going on or what you meant by that? And I think a big thing is because you are a black clinician. You might have seen more things or you might be aware of more mm-hmm. like cultural competence. So I think that could be a good thing. Right. Because you're actually preparing that clinician. So if you hear something that's just like, um, like Courtney said when she was able to say, you're looking at this at a at the wrong at a you know mm-hmm. wrong viewpoint. So I think being able to like you said call people out, ask the questions, mm-hmm. um, and I believe in teachable moments. Yeah, I definitely believe in teachable moments. And like she said, she's steered away from doing like individual teachable moments. Sometimes group moments are needed because right. it might be someone in that room that has a question, but they might be again embarrassment embarrassed to act so i definitely think just kind of assess the waters i don't know what your workspace looks like yeah um so yeah navigate is an interesting word it is like i don't want you to feel like you have to navigate like yeah Earl and i are saying like we don't want you to have to keep navigating we've yeah we've navigated enough like we are so, not I'm gonna say that sounds like an interesting. we do not have to keep navigating other people's feelings and fragility yeah um also though too like are you navigating because that's your only system of support see that's and what like, i have questions finding more people who look like you and do what you do and depending on where you're located you might have to do that virtually um but there's some really great groups online um that could be a support for you. There's mm-hmm. Black Therapists Rock. There's Black Girl Clinicians Collective. Um, there's, if you're in this area, we're doing the Black Mental Health Symposium in September. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of places for people that look like you for you to connect and feel that support and not feel like you have to navigate. So also making sure you're finding those as well. Right. So yeah, but we hope that helps Anonymous. Thanks. All right, we'll take a break and then we will be back with That's Not a Thing. Um, That's Not a Thing. 
All right. What's not a thing for you, Earl? Or would you like for me to go first? You can go. All right. So this chick who's walking around on the <laughs> internet talking about pedophilia being and type of orientation um, as the same as like lesbian or gay um, or bisexual. Uh, fuck you. Okay? That is not an orientation. People are not born um, and then at some point in their life they develop a sexual attraction, a natural sexual attraction to children. Um, it is a mental health disorder and mm -hmm. it does need to be treated, but it's not an orientation. And also for those who are like, see, that's what happened when you let gay people get married and a pedophilia <laughs> want to be all right. Fuck you too. Like, I'm really tired of people trying to make something bad because it makes you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also tired of people trying to justify super bad things because you want to do super bad things. Like, you... It, it, I, I just... I can't. I don't even have the, the words to intelligently argue this point because it's foolishness. But I think the simplest thing is a child is not a consenting adult. A child adult. is not a consenting adult. <laughs> and orientation is about attraction between two consenting adults. adults. That's what orientation is about. So I'm really confused. And now, in a full disclosure, I did not listen to the entire video because I just can't. My spirit can't do it because <laughs> I will punch something. Um, but just the idea. And I just also think that it is so irresponsible even if this lady who made this video is just floating the idea out there, there are people who are hurting children and we don't need to give them anything to stand on. Mm -hmm. It is fucking irresponsible to give them anything to stand on. And so you making this video and making this suggestion is going to give some sicko the idea that he actually was born this way and he's going to continue to destroy a child's life. When children experience that level of abuse, they are never the same. They can find healing, they can do their work, but they are never the same. Mm -hmm. That changes them forever and they had no choice in it. So anything that makes you take someone else's choice is not an orientation. It is a sickness and it is a crime. And so fuck that lady very, very much. Because that's like saying sexual assault is orientation. Right. Like, like a rapist is an orientation. That's what that sounds like. Are you kidding me? I just, uh, oh, I'm so disgusted. I'm just so disgusted. So screw that lady. I'm done. Sorry. Got Ooh. it. <laughs> Ooh, that thing burnt all through me. Are you kidding me? Oh, uh, oh gosh. A mess. A mess. Period. Horrible. Horrible. Yes. So do you have a that's not a thing? No, I don't have We're just going to go with that. Yeah, that's, that like that's that that is it. <laughs> right. Right. That lady. So, yeah. All right, guys. Um, well, for our resource, I am going to suggest Rising Strong by Brene Brown. I love me some Brene. And she really does dive into what we covered today around how to pick yourself up and overcome um, very difficult things. Um, and I just like her. She's she's one of the good ones. Like She's good peoples. So I like that. Um, and for our quote. So I have struggles are required in order to survive in life because in order to stand up, you got to know what falling down is like. 
I like it. Real quick, when you were, I don't know why, but when you were like, you got to know, I went to Shrek, and it's like, got to, got to, got to. I, love I did too when I, was, when I was reading it. I was just like, it sound like Donkey. I love Donkey. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Um, yeah. So, all right, guys. Um, I like it. We were like wrapped it up in a good little time. Mm-hmm. Good job. Um, so remember to check us out on all the things. Um, we are Hats Off Podcast CLT on Instagram, and then we're Hats Off Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Follow our private pages. Wow. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Follow our personal pages. My Instagram is easy.ecm. That's E-A-Z-Y period E-C-M. And I am Courtney Leak LCSW on Instagram and Facebook. And then Courtney LCSW on Twitter. Make sure you like, subscribe, and write all the things. Write the review. Share with a friend. But also send your questions to the questions of the day at hatsoffpodcast at gmail.com or you can DM us at hatsoffpodcastclt on Instagram and also respond to the polls. I'm going to be doing a little bit more of those this week. Yay. Um, And check out our social media kit. Yes. Um, And check out Pooh Bear's uh, Carter's Curious Corner on Instagram. He's posting a little bit of stuff. He's got a review from the Christopher Robin movie, which was all the nostalgia (laughs) and all the feels. Um, And actually, Pooh Bear had a really good quote, too, um, when he was talking to Christopher Robin. And he was like, I always get to where I'm going by walking away from where I've been. Bam. Boom, poo. Walk Thanks. forward. Walk forward. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, it's been great. We love you, Hatheads. Thank y'all for all your support. And until next time, be you. Be true. Hats, Hats off. off. Hats Off is brought to you by Earl Martin and my mommy, Courtney Leake. And I'm Carter. 